Yeah, all right. Well, I don't know about you, Siggy, but um, I've heard somewhere that podcasts are like assholes. Everyone has them, most of them are loud, and they all pretty much stink. What do you think is going to come out of ours? Probably pretty much the same. We'll see. Like, it's the first botany podcast that's ever been in Iceland. Um, by the way, I should probably introduce it. Yeah. Um, bot, which means bottoms up in Iceland. Bottoms up. Um, we basically just met at a bar the other day. Um, heard oh, that someone else is about to make a podcast and saying, hey, let's... No names given. Uh, no I've known given. each other for a couple exactly. of years now. As well. Yeah. Um, so, booked the studio. So, uh, now it's just dead, basically. Here we are. Yeah. So, uh... He's Danish, I'm American, and um, this is our Icelandic podcast about bartending, drinking, and everything in between. In English. Exactly. We'll make that more catchy. At guess, some point. As, at <laughs> some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess our uh, listeners might want to know what this is all going to be about. It's, as we said, it's about the bartending podcast. It will be about cocktails. It'll be about products. Um, we want to talk to distributors, to brand ambassadors. During not today alone, but like uh, when we come a little bit further on, mm-hmm. um, people more knowledgeable than us. Exactly, yeah, if they so. exist, oh, they probably yeah. do. There's probably many of them. Yeah, it'd be hard um, to find though. I want to talk a little bit about history of the botany scene in Iceland because it's pretty young. It's, it's pretty, pretty aspiring. Young. Yeah, we can get through it pretty quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> quite much. Um, and it kind of started back in like, 2012, first yeah. when Slip Button opened, um, and you were there. I was, um, not from the very beginning, but um, I moved from the States in around 2014, and um, I was very, very excited to get my master's degree and uh, not have to work in the service industry anymore. Three days in, I found it to be very, very expensive, so have to get a job. Oh, my friend knows a friend at the best cocktail bar in Iceland. Ugh, not ready for that. Two days later, there I am. Um, and since Shaking then... Shaking Yeah. <laughs> Shaking, shaking drinks, uh, you know, pouring beers, whatever. And just from there, just watching the scene grow. It's been amazing to watch it. Um, it Slipparen was actually the first proper cocktail bar in Iceland, opened by um, a guy, Ausi, who we hope to uh, talk to um, in the future on one of our episodes, uh, who learned everything he learned in Copenhagen, where also this guy did so as well. Yeah, kind of where I started back in the day, like... I think what is it? Four years ago now, since I started in Copenhagen, moved to Iceland almost two years ago now, and I kind of had the same thing. I, w- I moved to Iceland to get out of bartending a little bit. I wanted to studying, get a real job. You cannot see my quotation marks. Oh, you ac- actually can because this is also <laughs> also on film. Um, but I actually wanted to get a real job, if you could say it like that, and wanted to do something else. Um, so I started in um, what's called constructions because that was what my dad did, and I wanted to be Super just real. Like, yeah, exactly. Two weeks in, it's like. This is very boring. I'm gonna quit. Hopefully, I can get a job. I send out a few applications, uh, uh, resumes to some bars, and started working at Slip Button. And pretty quickly. yeah, who hired you? Some some uh, some, some weird, American, some yeah. American bitch. Yeah, <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, both of us have kind of uh, had the pleasure of uh, watching the small scene grow. I got to see people going from ordering mojitos and having no idea what else to order to see the Basil Gimlet become the most popular drink and now the Moscow Mule and now just so many passionate young people trying to make the most out of these ridiculous you know, alcohol taxes and prices of fresh produce and everything in, in Iceland, which um, these are really hard things to get around as prices of everything. But 
either way, it's it's a really uh, fruitful and fun little thing. Exactly. I kind of want to stick a little bit to that because I would like. I was not here. Like I was only been here for a few weeks, a few weeks, a few years. Um, yeah. I really want to like talk a little bit about how the guest perspective of drinks, like five years ago, compared to now, how they have changed, if they have, and in what way. Because I remember, yeah, mojitos were a yeah. big thing. Definitely. It's probably still is somewhere. Um, they, oh, they definitely are. Um, and people were super offended when, um, when they couldn't get, you know, a Bacardi Breezer or something, or a Bacardi Raz and water. Oh, oh, sorry, we don't have that. Why not? But uh, it's since then, so, so quick story about mojitos. Um, Slipbottom does not make mojitos because obviously you made this amazing cocktail menu with lots of, you know, well thought out classics and well thought out twists on classics and people would still come in constantly ordering mojito, mojito, mojito to the point that the floor would be covered in limes a layer about, you know, half a meter thick or whatever yeah. at the end of the night. So the, so the legends go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, by, by the time I got there, stopped making mojitos, people didn't know what else to order. So you have to tell them. You have to tell them what they want. Well, if you like gin, try this basil gimlet. Maybe even try a Negroni. If you like something stronger, if you like whiskey, try an old-fashioned, a Sazerac, any of the number of twists on that. If you want a mojito, try one with rum. Try an old Cuban no. with uh, with extra, or no, with rum, with dark rum, with extra bitters. Whatever, it's different. Now, now we have people coming in and ordering an old Cuban as a champagne mojito because <laughs> it's topped nice. with sparkling wine. I had no idea what she was talking about at first, but then finally understood. But she kind of got the memo, like, this is actually a thing, but just forgot the name. Exactly. Champagne Mojito. Champagne Mojito. (laughs) And now it's it's Moscow Mules. And now I think um, the average Icelandic drinker has sort of learned to to trust more in the bars that they go to to make a good drink, even if they don't know exactly what they're going to get. And that's been really fun to see also. And um, and tourists are now coming because they've heard of of some great cocktail bars. You know, Slip Garden is only one. Like, uh, Loftith also paved the way. So places like Appletech and... Um, I'll just refrain from naming more right off no. the bat. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, that's, that's sort of how guest expectations have changed a little bit. And we'll do a full episode, I think, on... Definitely. Yeah, so like... This. I think it comes in trends because I know Ginger... Everybody loves ginger. It's the thing in everything you can get. You just need ginger. Um, so here, it's Moscow Mules. In Denmark, it was kind of the same thing. It was just with rum, so it was a dark and stormy. Okay. But like, it was the most popular thing. It's just ginger. I think it's a, when I talk to bartenders around Nordics, it's just a very Nordic thing. Yeah. It's maybe because it's exotic. Could be, yeah. It's always cold here. Everyone's, <laughs> al- everyone's always sick, and yeah, exactly. ginger will make them better. Exactly. <laughs> so, um... Okay, that's interesting. The dark and stormy. Is, do you think that's still kind of a thing in Copenhagen? Or? It's a good question. Yeah. I've been there for two years by now. Right. But so, but I would, sh- I would almost assume so. Yeah, I think people are a bit more adventurous in their in their drinking. Most of I also think it's something to do with bit drinking culture, um, mm-hmm. because if you just talk Iceland in general and their drinking culture. Beer was illegal until nineteen eighty nine. It's insane. Which is pretty weird. Like they had yeah. tried to have this whole prohibition thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like culture is something you build up. It's like something you build up over a longer period of time. And cocktail right. bars have not been around since 2012, really. Yeah. I so think. the the cocktail uh, or the beer culture before 1989 was taking a, a light beer, Pilsner, uh, 2.25%, and adding a shot of Brennivine to it. Exactly. That's what my guess. Well, uh, speaking of beer, we have this um, awesome beer from 
RBK growing in front of us. Um, RBK stands for Reykjavik. Yes, uh, it sure does. They're kind enough to uh, provide us a studio as well and with this beer. So, um, yeah, it's uh, one of the one of the many, but still uh, notable uh, craft breweries in Iceland. One of the new up-and-comers, actually. It's uh, very close to downtown Reykjavik, and they do some uh, awesome micro-brews. So yeah, that's it's basically downtown Reykjavik. Yeah, it, it is More downtown Reykjavik, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's what we have here is uh, Kepnes, Yuzu Rice Lager. It was created for the beer run that um, they hosted last week. Uh, 600 people. And you run, I think, one mile, 1.6 kilometers. And have to drink three beers, I think. Have to drink three beers, yeah. As, mu as much as I would have loved to. I uh, tested my ankle in the barback games the week before. But. Cheers, first of all. But it's also what you th I think is interesting when it comes to the beer culture. Like, it became legal back in 89, which is not more than, oh, math, 28 years ago. Uh, that's Ooh, it's right. 30 years. 30 years ago. It's <laughs> <Sorry>. anniversary. <laughs> math. Um, yeah, 30 years ago, and just seeing how microbreweries just starting to pop up, pop up uh, maybe 13 years ago and to seeing just drinking good the most standard lager to having something as a rice yuzu lager right and Reykjavik brewing I think is I'm not going to say controversial but they're very untraditional in many of the drinks uh, beer making, which is brilliant I went there two days ago for a tasting of many of the beers and it's yeah it's just very good beer yeah just very crazy things and this is this is very proper solid good beer an unfiltered rice lager with a bit of citrus notes, like the yuzu definitely comes through a lot. I really, really like it. It is like bartending is not only about cocktails; it's obviously also about beer. Because yeah, exactly. You know, I still drink way more beer than I drink cocktails. Absolutely. Also, I can't I'm Danish, so no. it's kind of in my culture. <laughs> yeah, it's slightly cheaper as well to go out and and drink beer than rather than drink a bunch of cocktails. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So on from that. So yeah, basically, uh, that's um, we're gonna focus a lot on, you know, the scene in Iceland and the Nordics, and also on events and stuff going on. I think we'll talk about that a bit later Definitely. in the episode, like um, some of the upcoming events, uh, because we are as which is pretty awesome as foreigners in the scene. Um, we have you know, kind of both of us kind of made our way in the scene, made ourselves sort of known. I mean, it's small enough but you know we're exactly when you come here like you if you if you care enough and if you if you're you know passionate about about the industry and about making drinks and and sharing them with the people then you can kind of really make waves in, definitely in the scene so it's like when you move from another country like there's still a lot of bartenders here i'm not from uh, from iceland uh, mm -hmm. but like when you move to another country it's, it can be very difficult in the beginning to actually start to make a what is called a network to create mm -hmm. a network among the bartenders um, Absolutely. Which makes it a little bit easier when it is Iceland. It is a very small yeah. industry, and it's a very cozy industry, and it's very nice because you very quickly get to learn a lot of people. You get a lot of, to learn a lot of new faces, right? A lot of background, um, which I think was it's a very nice scene to be a, a part of. It is, and you can North go East. to different bars without taking a train forty-five minutes across the city. Exactly, you, you can, can see basically all. Usually, just walk bars. everywhere because downtown Reykjavik is downtown Reykjavik, very small. It is. Um, no, but it also it's also cool to be a part of a an industry that is so fast growing and so really you 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 get to follow the development yeah. for the entire time, which I think is uh, brilliant. Very much. But like if it was in, in Copenhagen, it's it's a pretty set. It's kind of getting there's a lot of cocktail bars in Copenhagen that yeah. continue popping up. So like mm -hmm. the market is pretty full by now. Where there's still a lot of room, uh, a leg room in the, the 
the ice in the glass, you know, what's Definitely. Like. Yeah, you just have to make yourself special in some way. And we're seeing, I think, a lot of new bars um, opening, or at least one that I can think of opening pretty soon. Hopefully and, two. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, one only cocktail bar. Yeah, in yeah Luana, of course. Taqueria and Mezcaleria, I suppose. Yeah, or te- I don't know if know that's te- a word. Tequileria. Um, so, uh, listeners might be wondering who we are and why we're uh, Yeah, kind of jump back to the beginning, to... we should probably have done that in the beginning. Yeah. Well, here yeah. we are, in kind the middle. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, my name is, yeah, is Siggy? Siggy is Siggy, half Danish, half Icelandic, born and raised in, uh, in Denmark by a bit Danish mom and an Iceland dad. Moved to Iceland, as I said earlier, two years ago, to basically work in uh, the work to slip button, worked a little bit of it. Now I'm a part of uh, Matbar and the boys there, and we are opening a, a place in just a week, oh, 10 days, when we come back for BZB. Exactly. We've been going on five months <laughs> Finally. Building, that, yeah, building that place for five months by now. Putting stickers all over the town. Yeah, we stopped doing that because people started complaining, <laughs> but we gave a lot of stickers out, so people the people who gave the stickers out to continue putting them everywhere. So if I found one in Keplovic, <laughs> in the airport, I, I What's did not it called? put it there. It's, it's called uh, MP Tagaria, which basically stands for Matpar. And Tagaria is, yeah, you know, a pizzeria, it's a place that makes pizza. A Tagaria, <laughs> it's a place that ma- makes tagos. Amazing. And uh, you only have uh, tequilas, mezcals, and possibly some pisco. We gotta right. have mainly mezcal and tequila, like yeah, major, agaves. What, uh, everything from agave, basically. Mm. And then we gotta have one of each, basically. We gotta have one vodka, one gin, one whiskey, okay. so we can still do what people actually like. But our main focus That's is gonna nice. be yeah. mezcal and tequila. We're gonna have the biggest uh, selection in Iceland because we we got some moved specially in for us, which yes. is amazing. Fantastic. So yeah, very uh, excited about it. Big shout out to uh, Drinker, yeah, Drinker for that. Yeah. And Hannes Thanks and Reiner really, really helped out with that. Yeah. And if anybody ever will listen in Denmark, Max and Michael from Copenhagen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, that's that's the goal, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's about you know networking. You get you get to actually get these benefits of when you get a bigger bigger network. Yeah, it's yeah it's it's great, and that's another um, another benefit of a small scene. Exactly. Here in Iceland, uh, can really tell. Hey, we need this. We need this, and they'll listen. Exactly. Yeah. And Alana, who is Alana? So and why um, did she come to Iceland? Yeah, uh, she came. She came to Iceland from New York to um, to get her master's degree. That has not quite panned out as as we planned, but you know, in, in the future. Uh, basically, I started bartending um, over ten years ago now, I guess, in South Carolina, in my college town, in the fanciest sushi and martini bar in Clemson, South Carolina, and um, exotic. <laughs> yeah, super exotic. We had. Everything from grenadine to cranberry juice to peach schnapps. It was all the classics. Was, yeah, I'm gonna make a nice section of beach. Oh yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah. Lots of uh, learned how to mix um, mix sugary shots and split one shot of liquor eight ways. So if you thought drinking that South should Carolina find a way cheap. back though, like layered <laughs> lay shots are cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna take any away from that. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Well, we need we need to get into that, but. Anyway, so that was that was fun for a while. Um, I did love mixing colored sugars together for some time. But then I moved to New York for about five years um, and tried to get into bartending there. thought it would be easy, but not knowing anyone, very difficult. So finally found my way behind some bars, um, you know, got to 
learn how to work with actual fresh ingredients, go to the farmer's market with the restaurant owner every weekend and get stuff to use for, um, for the week and for the next cocktail menu. So, so really kind of found my passion for that, for that there, but was doing all the other New York stuff at the same time. So then, um, decided to move to Iceland for my master's degree. And then why Iceland? Was it because your master's degree was in Iceland? Or was, just like, you yeah. spun the globe and then you started a, a with little your bit of that. Like, let's take a trip. Oh, Iceland's great. Whoa, let's go there. Um, okay. It's awesome here. Let's apply for school. It's super cheap. Let's go. And also environmental science is very oh, good yeah, to study here. So I studied a lot of geothermal kind of things and um and this, you know, sort of passion for um for environmental issues and knowledge uh, a little bit of it is definitely um influenced my my bartending and how I kind of work at the bar trying to trying to, you know, reuse as many of the ingredients as possible, trying to be as sustainable as possible. Um that's also talk about sustainable bartending. It's also like that's it's not huge up and coming, now. but it's huge. Like yeah. no no waste programs are getting a bigger bigger thing in many places. Definitely. Don't think you see it in Iceland yet, though. Not quite. Um, there are a lot of like we're we're, we're trying. You know, we're yeah. trying slowly. And um, yeah, a couple of years ago, uh, there was a bullet competition that was focused on sustainability oh, yeah. on reusing I that. things. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I, I did take part. Did yeah, I, win? I don't think no. I did. No. Nope. <laughs> oh well. I was, I was a part. Well, well, what did you win? What did you win recently? Oh yeah, the Fender Branca. <laughs> I was like, what did I actually win? <laughs> the Fender Branca Barbeck Games. Mm-hmm. Somehow, uh, without any training, so that was a uh, and without actually being a barbeck. And with a with a, and chef, with a chef on your team. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of have to cheat our way into the to the bar convent because to BCB in the bar convent because he's yeah. not a bartender. <laughs> Well, but uh, it's okay. Yeah, you can just put him. You can put him down as a bartender. You own the company, do. so yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah like the barbeck games. Let's if you talk a little bit about that. That is something. As you see, more and more things are coming into Iceland. Like right. World class has been here for four years. For, for someone, for anyone that doesn't know, that's the Fernet Branca barbeck games. So uh, there's a lot of cocktail competitions that happen, but um, this one is a bar backing competition, yeah. and it's. Basically, you know, running through tires, carrying buckets of ice, carrying trays, like not spilling stuff. Um, it's it's just a lot of fun and just pouring fernet. It is basically like it's my favorite kind of competition because yeah. it's just bartenders meeting up and getting drunk, yeah, and socializing, not basically being all competitive about it, but like having a few shots, having a few beers, yeah, and have some fun. Have so, yeah, um, have a shit ton of fun. Exactly. Yeah. And we also said like we talked about before it happened like. Somebody's gonna get hurt at this. Competition. Yeah, no, I said it, it's somebody's gonna go to the hospital, or it's not the real barback games. And someone and did. someone did, unfortunately. But Shout out, Gilly. Uh, yeah. Hope your hope your arms get okay. better. Yeah, it looked it look cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like if you talk a little bit about these bigger competitions, like it's not a big competition like that, but it's an international competition, uh, which you see more and more coming into Iceland. You saw world class coming yeah. in. I think four years ago by now. It's four gonna years, be the fifth yeah. edition next mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, Legacy just came in this year. It's going to be the first Legacy. Bacardi Legacy. Yeah, yeah Bacardi Legacy. And we have, like, that's also, like, Iceland getting recognized. Right. It's actually being a cocktail, a place that actually does cocktails. Exactly, because people, you know, people in the, I don't know, someone in, I don't know, Portugal, probably wouldn't think, ooh, Iceland, I hear they do great cocktails there. Exactly. But it, it takes a while for it to build up the scene, and it's things oh, like it's like, it's things like this, yeah. Exactly. And it's things like this that are really helping, and um, yeah. Oh, we we should also talk a bit about the um, 
Bartender's Choice Awards, which Siggy has been yes. very instrumental in. Exactly. I want to finish the piece of B talking first, maybe, and then we can go to the BCA. Right. So we don't jump too much in it. We okay, all, let's, <laughs> we, let's we go alphabetically backwards. Exactly. exactly. Perfect. <laughs> uh, no, we talk shortly about BCB, where bar yeah. games are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, like Berlin Bar Convent. Yes. Oh. I, think, cannot, I think this is. I think is it's Bar Convent Berlin, actually. Bar Convent Berlin. Because yes. BCB, not BBC. Oh, yeah. Fair That's enough. British Broadcasting Network. Not, not network, but something with C. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> uh, no, uh, Bakken in Berlin, it's uh, the, the biggest trade show um, in Europe, maybe in right. the world. Um, for bars. For bars, of yeah. obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, so we're going there. Bar. I'm going, I was going by myself, now I'm going uh, with uh, the Fenerbahce Barbar Games uh, yes. to compete in that. You're going with someone else. Yes, I am going with uh, Ryuku1429 Awamori. Um, which is? Which is... <laughs> Have some right here. So, maybe wondering what is Awamori? So, it is a rice based spirit. So, it's sake. No, it's not sake, but it tastes a little bit like a distilled sake, but it's not. So, it's an uh, ancient spirit, 600 years of tradition, um, at least. Like, the first documented um, things of making it were in, 14, in the 1400s. So, it's at least 600 years old, uh, made in the island of Okinawa from only rice from Thailand, uh, indica rice, black koji mold, and pure Okinawan water. Uh, so there are 46-ish, 43 to 49 in that range of numbers, different distilleries in Okinawa. And, um, Which is quite a lot because Okinawa is. is not very big as no. far as I know. Right. Okinawa is a very small group of islands. That was once known as the Ryuku Kingdom, uh, hence the name of our, of this brand, Ryuku fourteen twenty nine. Um, so back back in the day, Okinawa was like a, a big, um, like port kind of area because it had close proximity to China, Japan, Taiwan, Thailand, you know the rest of mainland southeastern Europe. So um, it was a bit of a cultural fusion and. Um, yeah, I guess you could say that fourteen Ryuku fourteen twenty nine is a cultural fusion in itself, because this is a project five or six years in the making. Um, the government of Japan wanted to renew interest in the spirit worldwide, and it Awamori had been um, had been exported very um, like not very much at all outside of Japan um, until last year, basically. Like yeah, a, a well, Iceland, some what was one of the first countries that decided to Iceland <laughs> to was export to? yeah Iceland was the first market um, in the Western world to actually focus uh, the sites on, and before they even had a brand, before they even had bottles or anything, um, the the guys came over and did the first uh, ever taste wars, Aw- uh, Awamori taste wars, which was a cocktail competition, obviously, and the industry loved it it was this new mysterious product that and this was sort of by invitation only only asking you you know more notable people or by like hearing about by word of mouth and once people tried the spirit it was like nothing we've ever tried before it's it's so clean and pure and and just different and so so distinctive that my first impression when I first tried it was this is not going to mix well in cocktails but it really, really does. Um, and just in the spirit of it, we should try some. Actually, no, I think Adar suggested that we um, 
sample this uh, 2017. Uh, seven year because Singer and I both know what sushi yeah. tastes like. So, um, well, this brand, we'll talk more about it um, in future episodes, of course, once we can get some of the, the, the heads of the that, company definitely. on yeah, to but, talk about it. But I'll be going there to BCB on behalf of the guys. Well, we will have a stand there. Um, and and we will also be doing a master class at, I believe it's 4 p.m. on Wednesday, the, the last day. So if you're around, check it out. Hopefully well, yeah, June, well. who is, uh, what is it called? What is June, it? who was the, um, not the CEO of the company, but um, uh, one of the, the head guys. of the yeah, company. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. definitely. He will be hosting the master class, of course. Okay. And then but, the Monday, you also have a... Yes, on the Monday, we have a pop-up uh, with some special cocktails at Zion Cali Bar. Which uh, I cannot remember the name of it, but it's uh, Zian Kelly, Z Y A N K L I, bar, in Berlin, and it's if it's hard to remember, Zian Kelly is German for cyanide, so. And but less I hard think, to mem- remember then. Right <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, you know, maybe just. Uh, but I, like I remember, like if you have a try first, because yeah, definitely, yeah. This is. Um, like they age it a little bit differently as well. Like I don't remember some which. I don't remember which uh, distillery that so also this is the from. Label is in Japanese. So yeah, exactly. So we can't really. Yeah. But like also compared to normal spirit, normal spirits, um, other spirits we we know whiskey, rum, and everything oh there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's always it's, it's aged in, in usually wood, like uh, oak, oak casks. Right. Not the uh, Mori. No, it's aged in um, traditionally in clay pots, but um, I think. Uh, modern plays uh, modern distilleries usually do stainless steel and it's um it's only single distilled uh, which is very um, unique about the product because it's so clean and so pure um, that for it to only be single distilled is is kind of strange but uh, but it it works you still get a lot of the creaminess from the rice and it's a very lot smooth, of the extremely tasteful super as well. smooth Lots of flavor going on, exactly. and and it's amazing that these three ingredients can, depending on slight variations in the process, and um, like this has been aged seven years, I guess, in stainless steel. Just the the amount. There's a lot of, of things going on mm-hmm. in your mouth, basically. But I, I feel like it's so different than any of the other ones I've ever tasted. Exactly, and I like I remember the competition that they had like in 2018. The first yeah, one yeah. was eighteen. That was my first competition in Iceland, and like, mm-hmm. I asked you, like, because it was my first competition in Iceland. Yeah. Like, is this um, how is this um, what is it called? Is it casual? Is it low key or how is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's super casual, super easy. Whoops. Where is it? Yeah, it's in Hapa. Yeah, cool. I put on a non-Irish shirt. Uh, Hapa is the, the concert hall. Opera, opera House concert hall. It's a, one of the, the most beautiful buildings in Reykjavik. Exactly, it's oh. basically built out of glass. It contain, contain, it's built out of nine thousand pieces of glass. I read. It's absolutely gorgeous. Ridiculous. Anywho, I showed up there in this non-ironed shirt, um, <laughs> and the weather that day was Something terrible. Like this. <laughs> yeah, basically it was terrible the weather. So I came in the hiking boots because it was proper winterstorm. We could not see two meters ahead. We almost we almost postponed till the next day yeah, because one of the, the weather one of the was so bad. judges was caught and accredited. Yeah, because one of the judges couldn't fly. show up. Right. But that was a, and but then like it ended up being a lot more formal. <laughs> a lot more formal. I came up with a big setup, lights, cameras, action. Basically, people were in suits, some were in tuxedos. I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but that's so 
okay. That's just sort of how competitions go, especially. Uh, yeah, but that was here. also kind of my first introduction to the, you know, the, yeah, the top bartenders of Iceland. Like, who is this they guy? They do this, yeah. Yeah, like who is this guy in in this non-Irish yeah. shirt? People. <laughs> <laughs> but you you came out and and you brought a really solid drink and a really solid presentation, if not with all the theatrics of of some of the others. Yeah. But uh, it was a lot of fun. It was yeah, a, it's it's always a, a it's always a lot of fun, and then the taste wars the the next year was even was even bigger. Uh, yeah, I was not a part of it. I was unfortunately in Denmark. Yeah, it it was it was quite the production, like the yeah, it was in the quiet cinema, on set. Yeah, it was basically we made a excuse me made a cinema basically. So that was uh that was something fun, but yeah, basically that's uh what I wanted to say about. BCB and Awamori and Riku1429. Um, I can't remember our booth number, but we will post that somewhere, wherever we post all of this. Exactly. So, uh, That'll be a lot of time. Yeah, what, el- what else is going on at BCB? Um, things Everything. Like, yes. I, yeah, I, literally I everything. made a list of what I want to see, what I need to see, and, you know, like, kind of going to a concert, like, to a festival. Like, yeah. At 1.30, I need to be here to see this presentation. Yeah, um, I think I'll be working most of the time, so it's probably best for... Yeah, I just have my Tuesday thing with the Phantom Dark Bar- 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 Games. Right. Which I feel a little bit for, because it's at 8 o'clock in the evening. Yeah, where is and it? I, w- I don't know. Nobody oh. knows yet. They haven't, oh. they haven't published it yet. Oh. Like, even, not even uh, Mecca, who's the distributor here, as Phantom Dark knows. <laughs> so, like, Fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be great. But yeah. I know all of the Phantom Dark the, the competitors in this competition are going to stay in the same hotel. Which oh, right. is also pretty terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know how the hotel agreed for that. Like, this is a great <laughs> idea, guys. Have it. Okay, I'm coming to that after party. Uh, That's for damn sure. <laughs> let's see how many is going to last that that time. But yeah. I've seen the big, a little bit bigger setup. They have helmets and everything. So. Oh, good. Cool. Knee yeah. pads and things. Yeah, I think yeah. So. it's almost like being on rollerblades. Nice. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> That's no, gonna no, be great. No Ah, that sucks that because that Tuesday night also is the um, Geranium Gin 10 year anniversary party at Zion Cali Bar. Oh. There's so many. There's so I many. I know. Things. There's so much going on. That is, is it like it's like a big festival, man. You cannot yeah. see everything. I it know is, Bacardi yeah, has a little... few parties as well going on. Um, Who? Bacardi. Of yeah, course, definitely. Have some of the bigger parties going on. Definitely. Uh, need to talk to the people behind so we can get into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're in in the top eight of Bacardi Legacy. Yes. Yeah, congratulations. Gonna, thank you so much. Yeah. Which is gonna be fun. Yeah. I was very interested when he came here. Then when I actually had to send in the recipe, I was like, I'm super stressed. I'm very busy with a lot of other things. Like. Uh, push something in, hopefully it goes through, and it's it did. Yeah, so it did. I, now I just have I to think they, in the presentation. Because they only picked the, the top eight from Iceland, and we're also combined with Finland, I think, yeah. for the finals or something. Yeah, or the semifinals. I, I talked to uh, Frippi, who's the guy from Mecca, I asked, yeah. like, how many actually signed up for this? And he said he did not have an official number, but it was second highest in the Nordics. Someone, someone, I heard the number 80. Yeah, I heard eight between 50 zero, and 80, which is also Which insane. is more bartenders, more bartenders than I can name. Yeah. Probably more people in Iceland than I can name, to Basically. be honest. Which is insane, because you have Denmark, yeah. I don't know who was the first, but like you have Denmark, Sweden, and Finland, and Norway. They are right. all populations above 5 million, you know. Yeah. And then Iceland with 330. Yeah. How does that even happen? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really impressed with that, because I didn't submit a recipe myself. Yeah, so, yeah some people I talked to did not, and like yeah. some of the, you know, I mean, it's, well, it's well very, known. It's a very nice. easy thing, and it's something I definitely should have done, because it's a very prestigious competition. Exactly. But also, it's probably a little bit of imposter syndrome going on. Definitely. Oh, but at some point, we're going to do an episode that is about competitions alone, because it's a very yeah, big thing. Yeah, absolutely, about and it's, it's super huge, and um, it's something that I really like to be a part of planning, and 
judging more than competing because it's so much easier to plan yeah, and judge. Yeah, just have to show up and drink drinks and say, this is <laughs> yeah. nice, 10 points. Pla- planning is, some, is yeah, something else, but that's something that we do as part of um, the BCI board, which I kind of want to talk uh, mention briefly as well. Definitely. Uh, so BCI is Barthioner Kluber Islands, or the Bartender Club of Iceland, which is our branch of the IBA, the International Bartender Association. So it's been around for, um, I think it was established in, uh, forgive me for forgetting, I think the 80s. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. I was supposed to drop, like, drop a number yeah, as well. I think it was pretty long something. time ago. Yeah, which compared is to compared to... Been a thing. Exactly. Yeah, but there's been a bartending association for so long. And in the past couple of years, um, some friends and I have, have been voted to the board and we've been uh, planning uh, uh, these competitions and events and things. And it's really, it's really a cool thing to be a part of. And so, uh, if anyone in Iceland uh, is listening, we're having the the main meeting or the Alhundurs for the year on October fourteenth, which is the week after BCB, and the week and the week of the Bacardi Legacy walkarounds, but not on the same day. So um, we basically will meet up and vote for next year's board and. Being part of the board, you um, just basically get to be in the planning for everything. We have the big Reykjavik cocktail weekend in the beginning of April and uh, events throughout the year that you can be a part of to help planning. So we'll need a lot of new members this year because one moved away, one is opening a new place, like yada, yada, yada. That's a lot of stuff happening in the scene. There's a lot of stuff happening in the scene. You said you said when? You said the 14th of October? The 14th of October. Where, say where? I did not say where. So it's in um, Borg Hotel. It's, um, I think, around 6 o'clock in the evening. Uh, so in Borg Hotel, or sort of um, Carolina, where old Nora magazine was, there's um, a back room called Carolina Stova, Stova uh, where we will be holding the meeting. And there will also be a Galliano hotshot competition. So Talk about layered shots. Yeah, layered. There we go. So it's, it's very simple, quick competition, um, but you can find the event on Facebook, also on Vatingagaran, the event is listed. So um, yeah, if anyone is interested in being part of, of this, uh, last year, I, myself, and um, our friend Ivan had the pleasure of going to Taiwan for the 22nd International Golden Cup competition and competing in that and meeting just a lot of amazing people from around the world that are part of the IBA, and that was just a fantastic experience. I so, could imagine. Yeah, it's going to be some eventful three days, especially for me. I have like the fourteenth. I have to go to this. I cannot be able to. I cannot drink that day because the fifteenth. Right. I have a restaurant opening. Yes. And the sixteenth, Bacardi Legacy. Yeah, and I get tired just about thinking about it. That'll be just on the tails of coming back from Berlin. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, I already feel now I'm getting a little bit, you know, getting slowly catching a cold, and that's just gonna be right? putting pause yeah. in Berlin. And then when I come home, it's gonna be eventful. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fun. bring, I'm gonna bring all of my American cold medicine. Yeah, back to the ginger. Yeah, yeah. muscle mules. Exactly. Probably, <laughs> so held that up. Yeah. Um, but talking about all the bees, there's been BCB, BZI, Bacardi Legacy, Barback mm-hmm. Games. Oh, a lot BCA. Of bees. BCA. Bartender's yes. Choice Awards, uh, which I want to talk about because it's something I'm super proud of myself. I'm very happy mm-hmm. that this is getting into Iceland. It uh, stands for the yeah, Bartender's Choice Awards. It's an annual event that is held in Sweden, in Stockholm. And it's basically an How, award. What's the, what year is this? It's the 10th. 10th year. It's the okay. 10th anniversary. And nice. the first time Iceland is a part. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's usually been Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, and it's been different categories, especially just one big award show, where yeah, bartenders work with bartenders. Yeah. Um, so like every single Love it. yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. They're gonna come here. Uh, the the nominations just start today, mm-hmm. so all the people in the jury uh, will be able to uh, put in their nominations, uh, and then vote for me. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Personal campaign. Seriously joking. Um, no, and then the guys behind the BPCA will come here the third of uh, November, and they right. will have a uh, announce all the nominations. Uh, there'll be I forgot. There's like ten categories, ten or twelve categories. It's quite a lot. Yeah. Actually. There's Best best bar, best bartender, bar. best bar program, best bar. new bar, and best this also team. best team. That's a lot of things. I can restaurant, remember. best opening, like, something. Best new opening. Yeah. I'm not gonna list them because if I say anything wrong, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. But it's also heads up to all the bartenders that uh, it's time to uh, show what you can get because yeah. I know all the jury members will be walking around downtown, mm-hmm. try the drinks um, because they're secret. Nobody knows how. Only the jury members know who who they right. actually are. Um, but then they will come the 3rd of November, mm-hmm. it's a Sunday, uh, it'll start at 5, it'll be in Marbar, uh, where will they will nominate, there will be some sponsored drinks, hopefully a little bit of food, and just uh, a meetup after that. With the, the food bar. At the food, which basically, yeah, exactly, <laughs> Mart means food, yeah. so it's the food <laughs> bar. Um, and then the award show itself will be the 8th of December in Sweden. In Stockholm, in right? In Stockholm, Sweden. Yeah. Uh, Grand Hotel, it's a massive venue, it's uh, yes. always been there. So excited. And it's just one big day instead of like PCB where it's a trade show mm-hmm. this is just meet up there meet a lot of people get fucked up to say the least get drunk yes. drink have fun love it and like this is also part of you know expanding your network everything all, all these bees are about <laughs> yeah all these bees are about expanding your network do, do you think most of the bees stand for bar well except for Bacardi bar and bartender and bar, yes no, definitely that, that makes a lot of sense no it's yeah it's we're super honored to have the, the BCA in, um, in Iceland this year. And that's mostly thanks to Siggy. Yeah, kind of, I yeah. just sh- sent them a li- like sh- sh- sent them a mail and said, like, couldn't it be cool if uh, Iceland was a part of it? Yeah, man, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Most of them, there was like, no questions about it. It was like, yeah, of course, man, you're part of the Nordics. You should be a part. Right. This is what uh, another thing that I love about, um, I guess, just the bartending or the you know, industry scene in general. There's not... I don't know, uh, at least before I properly got into the scene when I was living in New York, I, I kind of felt it to be sort of pretentious and like really hard to break into like, oh, well, oh, you want to be a bartender? Well, I don't know if you're like cool enough. Just like, just like wait tables for a few years and then no. maybe you'll be cool enough. But I understand you have to put your work in first and everything, but, but now, now there's more, a lot more of a camaraderie. And, and a lot more of you know, trying to share information and share experiences and and everything and, and that just that just makes for a much more rich sort of uh, that's why, why I love the industry as well you don't see you know lawyers and you know no. meet up on a Sunday for a friendly competition and have some drinks yeah for a friendly a uh, debate exactly, I suppose yeah. about this a divorce and have a whatever right. it is like, <laughs> you don't see many other industries that have this the same kind of camaraderie. Like of course, where you want to hang out when you're not exactly, working. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like people can get. <laughs> how can you not get tired of each other? You spend right? every single day with each other, basically. Um, and yeah, we wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. That's yeah. ex- except for the much. except for the hungover days where you just need to. That's why I just keep going. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, no, that's that's going to be Berlin for sure. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so.
Yeah, there was a little dropout, but that's okay. Um, in the meanwhile, in the meantime, uh, Einar, who is uh, helping us recording this, just uh, threw in two bottles of Abamori. Faster taste, so we hey, have a comparison. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we want to make maybe a possibly a blind tasting part of our uh, repertoire uh, for our weekly or bi-weekly showings, whichever. No, that was the... Oops, yeah, you were right. That was... No worries. I'll just get you a new dress. Um, but in this case, it's going to be a completely sided tasting, which is fine, uh, because we know and love Avamori a lot, and as we mentioned before, um, there are many variations in how it can taste. Just a new bottle. Just based on um, slight differences in the production and um, aging a bit. So here we have, um, we've traditionally called this the, uh, the Phoenix type because uh, due to the beautiful labeling. This um, is from Zwiesen Distillery and um, the it is represented in the Ruku 1429 line with the uh, Kaze brand, uh, brand or the Kaze um, distinction, which is the five-year aged one, um, which Kaze means wind. So um, that is a classified as a Kuzu Awamori, which Kuzu just means aged, and both of these are as well. Um, so uh, this one is uh, 12 years and this is 10 years. This is from the Chuko Distillery, which uh, makes the um, the Tutsi, which means earth, which is also part of the line. But that's also the one thing about Awamori, one of, as one of the few spirits that actually develops in the bottle. After bottling, right. it still keeps on like aging. Yeah, um, So, for example, this one here, I already forgot the name. Everything is in Japanese. You have more it control over that? We just call it Phoenix. Exactly. It was <laughs> bottled in uh, 2015, so it's been aging for now little more than four years in the bottle itself right which is yeah nice. after it was already aged for 12 years exactly. before and uh this one was bottled in um 2017 so i guess aging for two more years no close to what is 10 years now yes some something along those lines either way um i believe i had this and this and that and you remember what uh, i yeah. you right Fantastic. well they had this one so the first one yes the Yes, the 10 years. You get a lot more citrus on this than on the others. Also, hmm. Super smooth. I think it's high chance to open up a bit. There's a lot of silence when you taste because we always have, obviously have to uh, <laughs> taste the, go through the taste pass of it. This one here, I feel is a little bit more can you say spicy? A little bit more herbal. Herb yeah. Herbal than the other one. You think? But this is a little bit more, I think so. A little okay. bit more citrusy, a little bit more smooth, maybe? Yeah. I get a bit more uh, funk out of yeah. uh, the Phoenix. Definitely. That funky Phoenix. Yeah. But I mean, both. I would not good. mix either of them just because they're way too special for that. Exactly. But some people would, and that might be fine, but... How do they traditionally, if you go to Okinawa, how do they actually drink the, the Aomori? It's traditionally um, just like this. They a lot of times add uh, cold water or ice. And um, I, I think they also sometimes drink it in a highball, just the soda. Uh, that's something that we've started to like here in Iceland a lot, um, at least me and my friends that are very you know, into drinking it. 
because one other very, very good thing about it is uh, you do not get a hangover if you're only drinking almond water all night. You can black out drunk on almond water and not like get a, a hangover. That sounds like a myth. <laughs> it sounds like it. Well, I guess we'll, we'll have to just find out what sometime ourselves. But do you know why, like, when if we talk single scotch, uh, single um, single malt scotch, um, you right. also dilute it with water, but to right. open up the flavor pro- profile, because right. this it's is on forty three percent. Yeah, this forty three percent, I think. Um, so is it the same reason, or is it to cool it down or just dilute it because it's too powerful? It's, it's I think it's a lot to open up the flavors and also probably dilution because it's. It's Pretty easier. It, it's it's better to slow down your drinking at that of course. high of, of that high percentage. No, it's not there to put you on the line, but like I was just actually yeah, kind of interested def- if it was to. Open it the definitely flavor does up. open up the flavors. I don't know in Okinawa if they're trying to get that much out of the flavors, or if that's the the point necessarily. But um, at least when you're when you're tasting it, definitely that'll definitely like also just leaving it to sit in the glass. Will really make a lot, yeah, make a lot of the um, the more rich kind of like earthy, even like cocoa kind of undertones kind of come out if you just leave it in the glass for a little bit longer. Leave it to after we're done as well, then we can see how much it opened up. Exactly. But like, I think when as soon as we get the guys from Okinawa uh, to come here, we'll get to do the actual whole line of it. Yeah, that'll be that'll be That's really be an great. interesting episode as well after mm-hmm. like the first and then the last. How, how tipsy people are going to be in the end. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> it's going to be fun yeah, to listen to. I'm already feeling a little bit more than, than when we started. But, that makes um, sense. Then yeah. Aina also brought something else up. We had a beer earlier today. From RVK. And uh, we we remember more. this one? I know we're having one more. This uh, Cohen Co. Imperial Pastry Stout. It's so, a collab mm-hmm. with uh, one of the bakery. Cocoa Lab? Cocoa Lab. A little water in there. Um with one of the bakeries in Iceland, one of the probably the most popular one, Bread and Co. Definitely. Um, so yeah, they have made a stout using their leftovers, as far as I'm concerned, uh, of Kandelsnudr, which is a yeah, cinnamon bun. Cinnamon bun, yeah. Um, and then they had aged Best it. Best cinnamon buns in town. Used, yeah, definitely. And then they aged it in um, bourbon barrels, ex-bourbon barrels, uh, that has been used for first uh, bourbon, and then maple syrup. So it really... Yeah. And if you try it, I've tried both of them, right? Before it has been aged, and then mm-hmm. this one, the comparison. Oh, you tried the pre-aging. Is, yeah. Okay. How long does that sit in the barrels? Uh, ten months. Ten, mo- ten months. Ten months in the barrels. Wow, fantastic. And absolutely brilliant. Holy, holy. It's a, it's a, it's a fancy chaser after a little bit of a mori. Right. It's on ten point two percent. Stuff. You bought. Wow. But you really feel a lot of the smi- su- sweetness coming from, uh, wow. from the maple syrup. And it almost okay. tastes of bourbon. I've I've never had a beer that tasted more true to its description. No, exactly. <laughs> it just tastes of pastries. Yeah. Which is a... It t- but it's not a bad thing not at all. all. As, m- as much as I hate drinking sweet things, this is fantastic. Oh, my God. I really want to try this maple syrup that was aged in the bourbon barrels as well. Yeah. Don't know where you get your hands on that, though. doesn't matter, as long as I can get my hands on more of this. Exactly. It's at the perfect temperature as well. Like It shouldn't be drank cold, these imperial stouts. What is the percentage on this? 10.1, I think. Oh, I think oh, the rule of thumb right. when it comes to beer is like the alcohol percentage, percentage plus 40 degrees yeah. or something like that. Or minus. No, it's not minus. Oh, okay. Then it gets too cold, at least. 
Well, I wouldn't want a 4% beer at 9 degrees. No, that's true. You probably have to talk to some like brewers it, about that. <laughs> I think it's more an uh, exponential sort yeah, of. Yeah, probably most likely. Yeah. Not as like a rule of thumb. But 10, 10 degrees, 10, no, 10%, 10 degrees. I think it's a little yeah. bit more. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get some brewers in one day, probably get some from Rayquick Brewers to do an episode one day. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> would be perfect. Um, we should do that. Most definitely. We but will. then we kind of gotten quite much over, over everything we wanted to do and we got a lot of mixture in between episodes we also want to do we yeah. did some tasting we did some beer tasting as well tasting of different products yeah um, went quite yeah, much over everything definitely I think so so um, I guess the next thing our listeners will want to know is uh, how to contact us and how to maybe see us when we're not on the air so um, we just created an Instagram account uh, so it's uh, just Scalibot, which is S K A L I B O T N. That's at you know inst- on Instagram, and um, and we created an email account as well in case people want to send in suggestions or you know personal customer horror stories or um, show us some fun YouTube videos to uh, to check out and maybe make fun of or. Just or talk about, or or send hate mail, <laughs> Everything's allowed. or uh, secret admirers, whatever. <coughs> it's not very secret through an email though, because it it, it it says who sent it. Depends on the email address. <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> so it's uh, scalibot, s k a l i b o t n dot podcast, p o d c a s t at gmail, g m a i l dot com, c o m podcast at gmail.com but yeah this has been fantastic it's been a lot of fun I can't wait to do more of this yeah so until then yeah it's been surprisingly until then fantastic.